welcome to the penultimate, the the last before the end, the second to last episode of Shadow and Bone, our Summer Watch 2021, brought to you by Pages and Popcorn Podcast, and my desire to have absolutely no free time at all during the summer. We will be discussing tonight the episode, The Unsee, U-N, S-E-A, for those of you not looking at your notes, unsee, and uh, which is not a onesie, but an unsee. <laughs> okay. La la la. Whatever. <laughs> we will be discussing that in just a minute, but real quick first, just so you know, Pages and Popcorn Podcast, you can contact us by Pages and Popcorn Podcast at gmail.com or find us on Facebook. You can find us also on Instagram under KMMA underscore media and myself, Kaylee Metcalf. I am on the Facebook and the Twitter and the Instagram. So you can find me in all the places as well if you are so inclined. If you've been enjoying our recaps, and you want to support the show, we highly encourage you to listen to other episodes, to share our social media posts, to rate and review us on whatever platform you're listening, especially Apple, uh, you know, the Apple podcast slash iTunes. And if you are so inclined, so inclined, go ahead and become a patron. That would be awesome too. So today we are going to talk about the NC. This is episode seven and joining me again via Zoom is Heather and Kat, and Jennifer, and I am your MC, Kalia. And are y'all ready for the exciting recap? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. We start with a flashback. Actually, you know what? Before we even start with the flashback, we have the title card. And every week I make a note to talk about the title card, and then we run out of time, and I don't want to make this so long. So we start with the title card. The title card is interesting. Next week, we will definitely talk about the title cards. I just don't want people to think that I'm ignoring their importance because I'm not. So whatever, we start with the title card and then we start with a flashback. Call me Alexander. It must be in the past because he has long hair and he's going by the name of the Darkling. He also has a mortal healer, Grisha lover. They're in danger. I didn't catch her name. It's okay. You know, she's going to die soon. Whatever. Soldiers arrive. They're there to bring him back to the king. And at first he's all blustering at them and he withstands their arrows to the chest with the help of his healer girlfriend. But then they wise up and they capture her. So he surrenders and then they stab her anyways, which makes him go all berserker mode and bam, they're all dead. He takes healer girlfriend to the stronghold of the Grisha, the Grisha on the run, but no one can help save her because she's like, you know, their healer. So she dies. Time for a mother-son bickering political conversation about what it means to be a Grisha and to start a war and not start a war and what he should or shouldn't have done and has he helped the king and oh yeah there's more ancient magics but Bagra's like totally set against him using them so of course he immediately goes to read about them and then the stronghold is attacked and he pretends to surrender but actually casts a spell to control the army and it sort of backfires and it makes the fold and he and his mom escape. End of flashback. The general, back with his regular hair, and his posse know that they are close to Alina. I guess one mile in the woods is plenty helpful. But before they find them, we get Mal and Alina cuddled up and shivering, and they're talking about the stag. And the stag is like, yo, are you guys talking about me? Hi, guys. And then the shot is clear, but Alina wants to get closer. Maybe she doesn't have to kill the stag after all. So she rocks right up to it, and it walks right up to horror. And then there are nose pets. 
and then she glows and then bam the stag is shot because the posse has arrived and mal is shot too and alina shoots pointy sunlight out of her hands and then protects the stag by encasing it and herself in a sun globe of magic and the general says that he will trade the stag for healing for mal so she lets him have the stag and the general true to his word orders that mal you know his bargaining chip be healed and also uh well mind power cuts the stag in half back at somewhere david makes a necklace thing for alina and a hand decoration for the general and then works his grisha mojo and both things sink into their skin and embed themselves and are now bridged so now alina has antler horns sticking up out of her shoulders and the general has a big 3d stamp on the back of his hand and therefore he can access and control of her power to test it out he grabs her and she fights him but she he can't control she can't control her power anymore and he rolls his head up in ecstasy and it's like totally sexual. Okay, off they go to the fold. Genya, which is totally spelled wrong and my spell check made it something completely different. But anyway, off they go to the fold and Genya shows up and Alina figures out that she is the reason that the letters to Mal were not sent and that Genya has been a spy all along. And Genya's like, well, yeah, I told you to you know, be careful. And also I had no choice. And also I helped poison the king and the creepy priest is ruling in his stead. And I don't feel at all bad because you know, I, it was about survival and over friendship. And also it's made clear that the king was abusing her since like the age of 11. So we can't really feel bad about the poison. But Alina is very much on her high horse and feeling betrayed. So she argues with Jenya and then the general about, well, whatever. There are lots of dramatic speeches and lines about, well, we could have been equals, but you made me your slave and you lied to me. And he's like, hey, maybe you don't know everything, but Alina knows all she needs to know in order to be angry. So that's what she's going to be. And it's almost time for them to take a skiff into the fold where the Darkling will use his power to destroy it. But wait. The crows, meanwhile, have been like, oh, shit, we're out of money and Inej is still injured. And what do we do? And Kaz says that they just need to go home and cut their losses. And Inej is like, yeah, I don't want to go back. And Kat uh, made a good point last week about the fact that I don't have to go back. And I totally listen to this podcast. So, yo, I don't know if I want to go back. And Jasper's like, yeah, I totally support you not going back. But then Kaz is like, hey, the Sun Summoner is real. You were right. I don't really have a plan per se, but I won't let you end up in the menagerie. So Inej believes him and stays. They consider using Arkin's method to cross, but that's a false start. So they decide to disguise themselves and sneak into the skiff that is crossing the fold with the general, etc. Kaz assures them that this is just a coincidence that they're going to be on the same boat as their one-time bounty. So on to the boat they go. And Mal is also on the boat because he and the general had a whole little verbal thing where the general was like, yo, you are going to grow old and die. And Alina is ageless and eventually forgive me. So there. And then Mal used the love of a goat or rather the hunger of a goat to get a tool to help him bust out of its chains. And I totally (laughs) wonder if it's Milo. We'll talk about it in a second. Whatever he has stowed away on this boat. At least that is what is heavily implied. We don't actually see him get on the boat, but it's pretty clear that he's on the same boat, except that there's this little part of me that thinks it'd be really fantastic if he was on a completely different boat and it was a fake out, but probably not. So anyways, there we go. Alina is chained to the deck. Mal is below decks. The crows are nervous. The Darkling is practically doing the mustache twirling, monologuing villain happy dance. The skiff plunges into the darkness to be continued. And oh yeah, no Nina. Boo. That's my recap. It is Milo. It is Milo. Okay. I mean, I have a hard time telling people, but goats, I was like. Yes. And it's because remember Jasper gave him the parting gift of the bullet that he tied around his neck so that he would remember him. Is that what he used? Okay. And that's what he used to break his shackles was the bullet 
that Jasper gave Milo. Okay. Well, that is clever. That is very clever. I could tell he got something off the goat and then used it to break up, you know, his right. whatever. It was but the bullet from Jasper. That's awesome. Way to go, Milo. Way to go. This episode should have been called The Return of Milo. <laughs> Milo saves the day. <laughs> A very Disney. Yes. So, yeah. Don't worry that you didn't remember uh, his healer's name. They kept referring her to her just as your healer. Oh, she wasn't even her own person, just your healer. But they do when he takes her to the sanctuary and says, we need a healer. And the other gal says, the best we have is a tailor. We were waiting for Luda. Luda. Yeah. yeah. And then mom, she like then realized who he for. laid on the bed. Was Luda. And then she was like, oh. oh damn that that'd be luda yeah that, that, would, that would be her and then she's like <laughs> and she's gone yeah yeah anybody else wonder what's wrong with bagra why she was like coughing and sick yeah it okay. seemed like she was a little bit under the weather in that, that was like a long time ago so she must be better now i'm curious about if she can live forever and he can live forever and then somehow Alina now also can live, live forever. forever. Like, th- does that mean that there's like bloodline connection or? I think it's old magic. Yeah, I would say it's the old magic versus the small magic because mm-hmm. they talk about it. He talks about it with his mom. Oh, it was that, like the small she's science like, and the magic or small yeah. science. Yes, yeah, small yeah. science. Um, yeah. But yeah, because she, when Bagger was talking to him and she was like, you know, ugh, you lost another woman. Like, you know, it was no big deal. And he's like, they always leave. And they were talking about how, you know, they live longer, but it's because it's right. the old magic. Did anybody so else say summoner. major like vampire teen Very. YA stuff from Very this? I'm so. immortal. And yeah, yeah. I, I just, I did, did we, we didn't know though, before this episode that Alina now apparently is ageless. And has anybody told Alina? No, no, I don't think so. That's because that's interesting. Like, you'd think she should know, but you know, she doesn't ask all the right questions. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, <laughs> would you know to ask that? By question? the way, by the way, am, am I, I now immortal? <laughs> yeah. I, maybe yeah. I should be asking that. You know, and withholding I'm... is kind of what they do. That is true. Yeah, it's their, yeah. their jam. It is definitely. Yeah. So... Okay. So, can we, I mean, this is trivial, but what did we think of his hair? I like long hair. <laughs> he looks younger. Well, he did. Well, I, you know, that was kind of the idea. Yeah, no, 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 I know. Yeah. Barbara <laughs> looked like she had a really bad facelift. Like her face was like plastered back. Yes. And it looked really bad. So I put up my yeah. hands and the like completely changed. And you did it again. Yeah, you did it. You did your, your, your small, small science <laughs> over there. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought that was interesting too. It looked like they had tried to like CGI de-age her maybe or do something to her face to Stop make that. it look different. But Yeah. I don't know. So, so can we just like get back to the like fact that like if he could just break that wooden arm brace and kill them all, why would he wait until they oh, actually yes. stab yeah, her? Yeah. I know this. I know oh, this. Because it's an exciting answer? incident and he has to whinge afterwards. Blah, blah, yes. blah, blah, blah. It's, blah. it's, it's basically the fridging aspect. We talk about this on the podcast all the time. In order for a man to get properly motivated, we must rape or murder someone he loves. That's the only way that men can decide can to do like, shit. Do all their, you know, manly 
Yeah. Like you see, she's in danger. You could do something now before that happens. Like any other sane person of, oh, my loved one is in danger. I don't have to wait for the inciting incident. Well, the only thing was going to die anyway because she wasn't mortal. The only thing I could think of is that they're making this big deal about how their powers are tied to their emotions. So maybe it wouldn't work until he got actually okay. But if you saw somebody that you loved insert loved one here. Would you have to With wait knife, for them to be knife just but... for them to be in danger? That's enough. Well, no, I mean, it is, it is an, ex- it is a scary thing, but there is a difference between seeing a loved one about to die and seeing a loved one actually physically hurt. Yeah. That there is a different, I would imagine, adrenaline. A line. Yeah. A line that, that is crossed. So I feel, I mean, I'm with you. I think it is just fridging plot work, but I think that they might make the argument that it, you know, it's because of like maybe he didn't know that he could break that thing, and to me, it's like I think he did because it showed him already working it. It seems so that well, he was struggling against it, but it, you know, when you yeah. see someone that you love, you know, imagine loved one here. We all have them. You know, that's enough motivation. If you see them like killed, don't you have that moment of shock? Yeah, like I wouldn't jump. Yeah, to there's only if you're human. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess so. Right. We're human, and also, like, I don't think we can really know how any of us would actually react. React, you know. There's right, like, if my kid is stuck under a car, I want to think that I'd be strong enough to pick up the car. But like, not every woman or not every person gets that particular adrenaline rush, right? So it's unfair to say to the person whose kid is under the car. Well, you know, other mothers can lift a car when your kid when their kid is stuck under there, right? So it that I mean everybody's a little bit different. It's gonna have a different I just go, I promise if it's a zip car, I can lift it. <laughs> I just gonna say from personal experience, you know, I, I've had that moment of shock and I have that difference between loved one is in danger and loved one is no longer able to be rescued. Okay, that got really serious. Um you said that and then like a cat started making noise yeah, and so- i was gonna say yeah my he yeah he's here now that's cool um, good tension breaking cat woo, good, good job cat. cat okay <laughs> he's um, talking back to you hey so also uh-huh with them making him younger in the flashback right and then wow. he just felt very teenagery in the way that like bad girl was like i forbid it Right. Like that was going to do anything about him going and researching this dark magic that his dad had. And she's like, that's that what killed him. Huh? Was that his dad? She said because he was saying something like, you know, about him. And then she's like, but that's also what got him killed. Right. Yeah. I, so. I, I also thought that it was a father figure or something yeah, some like or, connect, or grandfather or like maybe it was bagra's dad or i just or, thought it was like the head which he well, did it would have had to have been a bloodline that right if she... it was that dark magic Why? but i think that's they the way said they're making father. it out didn't they say yeah. father at one I point so. too? i feel like the word father was uttered but now i can't remember who said it if it was hers or his or yeah his. but i do but feel yeah like either it way was... it was like yeah she was like don't do it and he was like haha watch me yeah i got the feeling like he's immortal but also or maybe he's just ageless which is slightly different but he he was a younger version then and like he's matured in the last couple of hundred years that you know when he went away he's learned from his lessons well the the full 
he's learned how to manipulate people in a different Better. way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I did like his speech. Sure. So he was like a speech. Well, I have time on my side. She's just going to forget about you. It may take 50 years, but I'll play the long game. Yeah. I don't have to kill you. Yeah. Time will. Yeah, that was good. That was, a, that was good, a good line. It was a good line. It was a good speech. It was chilling, you know, obviously. One of the reviews that I read about this episode, you guys, literally said, as he says that, Mal becomes very emotional because, as you know, Mal loves Alina, and this makes it really hard for him. His emotions are big now. (laughs) His emotions are big now? I'm paraphrasing, but they're basically like, oh, this is really painful to Mal because he loves Alina. And I'm like, yeah, dude, we know. (laughs) All right, so we're going to have a Pixar moment. I was just like, okay, Aw. just that like his emotions are really big now. And they were, you know, it was a small palace before he had small emotions before just this amazing <laughs> issue that we have. Yeah, sizing up. Okay, so more about the flashback. I thought it was interesting that they referenced that he had helped the king win the war, but we've already heard the story a little bit, but now there's a new war. And in the history books that we kind of had, it was that he became like obsessed with power and wanted to take over and you know, to, to see this flashback and kind of get the darkling side of things. It was more about protecting the Grisha, which is a reoccurring theme. And I thought that that was interesting. I know that like the victors are the ones who write the history, you know, and stuff, but it is like a different, slightly different perception of what was going on. And I'm wondering if anybody started to feel at all for the darkling and his, his opinions of stuff and like what he's doing. No, it still felt like power. It still felt like he wanted to make more Grishas. He wanted to make magic appear. He wanted to be able to control it. He wanted to build his own world. It still felt like a power grab. Okay. But at the same time, you've got to feel a little that he's been persecuted. We now know for, you know, hundreds of hundreds of years. I could kind of understand his idea of I'm done running mm-hmm. because that's what she told him is run away. And he's like, I'm, I'm done running. So, I mean, I get that. Not that he's a victim because obviously he's put himself in those positions, but I can kind of see where that motivation would have come from that I'm done. I have a way out of this, even if it was the wrong way, like mm-hmm. I could see how he would grasp that. Yeah. From a narrative structure, I feel like the the flashback was there to make us, if not completely like sympathize with him to at least add context mm-hmm. because, you know, I, I think it's worth noting that, you know, he's talking to Alina, you know, beforehand, right before the, before the party, let's just say, and he's giving her information and he's telling her stuff about his past and technically not lying, you know, technically just telling her the things that she, you know, he wants her to know. Okay, fair. Um, manipulative, but also we all do that. And then Bagra comes along and she's like, he's bad. Let me give you some more information. And then Alina believes that. And, you know, he says to her, like, you know, you got half the story. And I, and I just, I thought, I, you know, it's, it's a little true. There is a, there's a kernel of truth there that, that Alina was very quick to, to, to believe something different and also to, to, to go off half co- and this is a thing like people get half the story and they just they go with it they don't always even want to hear the rest of it not to say that everybody needs to to have a platform you know bad guys sometimes are just bad guys but I just thought that was an interesting point 
And it seemed like there was a reason for this to be there, this whole flashback. And it definitely looked like the fold came by accident. He was like learning a spell and then he went right out to use it. He obviously hadn't learned it properly yet. And he did not look happy about the fold when it first showed up. But he very quickly, when Bagra was like, oh my God, what'd you do? He's like, I made something. So now he's going to take ownership of it. And that felt to me like as a defensive thing. Like, how dare you, you know, get down on me? Because, but, but he certainly didn't look like he was making the fold originally on purpose. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yes. But look at what he was trying to do. He was trying to subjugate and control them and make them his army. He was originally trying to use the Grisha to be his fighters and to establish this, this thing. And yes, he was working for the king, but he was also having all these machinations at the same time. He is not, the flashback was definitely designed to make you feel things and, and to give you some context. But all I got of it was, Oh, so he was kind of really effed up the whole way through, but manages to paint himself a victim in situations where he really wasn't. He was doing wrong and the wrong went worse. See, I, I mean, I, Jennifer, you haven't said anything. What um, do you think? I, I don't know, as, as uh, somebody who's never lived through a revolution or a civil war, really, I, I have a friend who is from uh an area that was war-torn and the types of things that you do in those kind of situations, um, it's it's easy to look at him and go, well, you know, he's doing this for himself. But you're also looking at this in the context of a war and watching people like yourself, you know, be persecuted and die. What would you do to try and stop that? And you do need organization. You do need to recruit people. There is a lot of manipulation that just happens when you're in that situation just to motivate people. So I don't get down on him for that. I think he's definitely trapped within his own way of thinking in this extreme time, if that makes sense. Yeah, I I, I kind of agree. I feel like you know, the, the Grisha were persecuted. We've, we've heard that. We've seen that. That seems to be a thing. And then you know, fighting back and helping the king fight a war against some other group of people and then not being trusted because you have power. And and that's a thing that we see. I mean, we see that in in the Roman history. We see that in every other revolution, actually, um, where like the people take over. Think about like the French Revolution. Think about the Haitian Revolution. You know, the people take over, they rise up. And then as soon as like they've gotten rid of the people that they rose up against, then there's infighting. And then suddenly the, the mercenaries or the, the people who were out there doing the rabble rousing and fighting are suddenly now enemies of the state because they have power, right? They can rabble rouse and get people to follow them. So now they're dangerous. So I, I can see those parallels there and him deci- trying to subjugate, like you said, that whole army, um, you know, to make into his own army while it's not, like a method that we want to, that's not very heroic. There is an element of, of, you know, take he, the war came to him and he was fighting it. Like he, they were in a stronghold. They had retreated and were still being attacked. So yeah, I, I, it kind of worked on me a little bit. It didn't make me like root for him, but I definitely was like, okay, so there are some, there's some gray stuff here. It's a little bit more nuanced. I'm just looking at modern events. Um, you know, if you want to take what happens in Iran or Afghanistan, 
and we it's very easy for us on an outside to go oh terrorism is bad sometimes terrorism if you look at the context of what has pushed people to that extreme is justified that's the thing i yeah i <laughs> again you're looking at people who have been pushed to extremes who have had things that have been happening right. to them that would be unconscionable right and i'm and i you know obviously i don't want to dwell on this probably we're not too much pro-terrorists longer, but... on the podcast just... yeah exactly <laughs> But, but this podcast but, you is know, terrorism, just, you know, as a perspective, I, I get why yeah. he does the things he does. And right. that even when you're outside of that, you're still in that mentality. It's, it's like people who go to war and even when they're done and they're at home, there's just something that has changed that they can't always escape from. Change with them. Yeah. Especially yeah. if it's done at a young age, you know, sometimes there's no yeah. coming back. So I'm going to go ahead and segue to something else here. Did everyone, anyone else get the like connection to that sanctuary they were at all the gargoyle statues? Mm -hmm. Right. And then this army he created turned into like flying creatures. (laughs) I don't know. The Volcra you mean? Yeah. So I'm like, did they like kind of. Yeah. What's the shape? Because like what the area they were in and the the mythology of whatever you know because they they don't go into too much historical stuff but then like this sanctuary they were at mm-hmm. like i said had these all those gargoyle statues I, so it was just kind of interesting i kind of love that the general looked mildly bored he's like well we're here to get you if you kill me we're going to kill everybody and then oh now you're a gargoyle yeah I just thought that was funny. I was just kind of bored. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> the black veins come up and his face changes. He's like, oh, oops. Oops. <laughs> we made you mad. Well, and they finally did, you know, confirm, because early on we had talked about it, that, you know, the small science requires their hands to touch. Yeah. I yeah. just thought it was funny that they Two waited hands and touching. Episode seven <laughs> to actually say it. To explain something. Yes. Right? Like, Seven episodes in. I bet they're listening we'll to a podcast and retroactively added that into the show. <laughs> yes. They yes. must have. Well, yeah, speaking of things that were... of them look like they had arrested him multiple times. Like, this wasn't a new thing. This wasn't a one-off. This wasn't the first time we're hunting you down. It was like, look, you work for him. You work with him. You make us keep running after you. Like, we don't have to be doing this dance. You're making us do this dance that's the kind of board they looked like right i like that it gives but, it a, a sense of history yeah right yeah yeah for sure and we got to see him like slice people you know so yay for, it's a thing now the violence yeah. thing yeah huzzah but also speaking of powers that you know maybe are or are not explained now apparently alina can shoot sun spikes like i was i was confused about what it was that she was shooting and then also the globe like and the sun spikes didn't seem to do anything they looked cool they looked okay and i know that around a little bit yeah but there was no like cutting there was they don't seem like really because they were awfully they were awfully awfully sharp for things that didn't cut anybody right like they looked all spiky and well, then it they... was like an energy force field kind of thing right, right. like it, like you said like 
Like they, it kind of pushed them back. It, it took their footing away. Okay, the yeah. look on that deer when they're trying to decide its fate and it's kind of looking between them going, hey, you're not like, going to, don't. <laughs> and it's just like, oh imagine God. if, you know, you were standing there while people were like, well, I'm going to kill it. Well, no, you're not. I'm going to save it. And there's the deer going, hey, Hey, wait a second. No well, killing. Obviously. <laughs> Don't talk about me in the third person. I'm right here. I know, especially after they had literally been talking about it and the deer was like, hey, are you guys talking about me? <laughs> like he's obviously an intelligent being. <gasps> oh, I don't know. It's the most human reaction of the deer just going, hey, what the fuck, guys? <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can I get was... a vote? <laughs> I, get a vote. I, I put no like to the this. killing of me. <laughs> They already shot me. I'm already wounded. Like, yeah, not not okay. Poor poor stag. So going backwards for a moment, mm-hmm. who would have anticipated that Jasper had a sensitive stomach when it came to like gore? <laughs> of course. Well, she's like <laughs> stitching away. He the smelly he's so goat. pretty. I totally so. yeah, I totally anticipated that. Yeah, he's a soft touch. Just, she's like, you shoot people. And he's yeah. like, but that's like, bam, and it's done. Well, and he doesn't like, stick around. He doesn't stick around for that. Right. Like, I she's, he also doesn't cut people like she does. So I think she's more right, used I was to that. There is definitely a difference between like a projectile range weapon versus an up close and personal stabby McStabby pants, right? You know, yes. it's a different And I love the big way they sketched in like more of her history and how bad it was. It's like, how do you know how to? And she's like, the menagerie like that should tell you and he's like oh yeah that's really bad like we're just gonna leave just that outline and let you fill it in right um yeah so thing about jasper he's really young why is he worried about his age because he's a pretty pretty gay man because he's vain yeah definitely bi but also like vain i think very and yeah that's just part of his personality yeah, but when, they steal the, when they steal the costume and she's like you look good he's like yeah i do yeah seriously but i think i think vani- vanity is just part of his thing and jennifer yes he's young but i mean i remember being 23 and be like oh my god i'm so old like people are dumb okay you know? <laughs> i don't look 24 yet do i i'll, I'll yeah, take guys exactly. an answer people are dumb <laughs> yeah especially when it comes to their vanity so it was a really touching scene though like when he was like wait a minute i don't have any room to give an opinion you know about your your chance at freedom yeah, yeah. so that yeah. was a really neat like he was like i would tell you this but it's not my place like well, you have to decide that for yourself I really like that he and Inej like had this little friendship. Like they had that conversation. Then later on, when he was like, you know, yeah, you know, Jess, and he was like, yeah, it means friendship. And and she's like, no, it doesn't. You know, I I like their little banter, and it seems like they're getting closer. You know, as we're watching, which is kind of nice. You know, they were already established and comrades, but now they're you know, there's something else. Their Besties. friendship. Yeah. Well, they're getting there. It's it's fun to watch. So yeah. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that he was sensitive to her need to like not go back to the menagerie and like understood and was like, yeah, I, I would totally understand if you didn't want to do that. So well, and then you know it segued into the to Kaz admitting, you know, that Alina's power was real. 
which was, you know, a big moment. And then when, you know, and Edge was like, you know, if you don't believe in the saints, what do you believe in? And he's like, well, you know, myself. And she's like, Ugh, why did I bother asking? And he's like, and you yeah. and Jasper. Yeah. Like, so that, that admission so, of trust. I didn't put it in the recap because it didn't go with my snarky attitude that I like to do, but I really <laughs> like their explanation of why it's crows, you know, and he's like, cause you know, whatever, like they remember the good people, they remember the bad people. And like, basically all the things that I hate about birds are the things that Jack Kaz is using here to explain, um, you know, why that's a good nickname for their group. I suppose squirrels just doesn't have the same appeal, but still a murder of crows. Eh, fine, fine, whatever. But I did like it. I mean, he was making it. He was, it very much felt like an English major answer though. Like, hmm, I'm going to bullshit and find connections here. That'll make you feel better. And I, I do feel like part of that was genuine, but I think part of that was Kaz manipulating her and like telling her what she kind of needed to and wanted to hear in that moment to keep her there and so yeah I mean I get it but I was kind of like mm. Mm. also the, the the show wouldn't be the show if freaking Inej left so we got to keep her but please can we keep her yeah we need to keep her yep for sure I hope, I, hope her, I hope her I hope her wound heals but I I, I wouldn't mind if she had to take care of it a couple more times lift her shirt a little more. i mean just just saying it's fine her in any way right right you're just admiring that would be bad yeah you're appreciating what was put in front of you that's not Mm -hmm. i'll go Mm -hmm. with that (laughs) right and i mean speaking of kaz like he has this reputation of being the planner right you know so even when he's not making a plan they assume he's making a plan and then you wonder if he's really making a plan or is he pretending to not make a plan so that they'll go along with his super secret plan that he's you know and you just don't know and i thought that that was it's kind of fun as a care you know from a character standpoint but it's also it reminds me of okay i knew somebody years ago and this person always had a tall tale like always had a story to tell and it was always over the top and ridiculous and you knew it was fake like always right and 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 that was part of the joke was that it was so ridiculous it was fake you know and like we all kind of were in on the joke that it was fake but it made it really hard to trust anything that this person said like ever because you always were kind of like waiting for when the elephants would show up or when you know ben stiller would happen to be there or you know what i mean like because it was just you you just that was the context of it and so i feel like kaz kind of has that that same double-edged sword issue where like even when you think he's not planning there's this part of you that doesn't trust him because you know he's capable of manipulating you and i don't i don't know like it's a fun character to read but I, I don't think I'd want to be his friend in real life, you know? It'd be it's a good beer drinking buddy. Yeah. So yeah. we just I just keep going back to Alina not asking enough questions. <laughs> okay. So are we destroying the fold? And he's Kiergan's like, we can do anything together. Okay. <laughs> well, but I didn't answer the question. Oh yeah. <laughs> I really want her to say you didn't answer the question. I'm like, you you're you're pretending like you're gonna sit here and call them all all of this shit right here. 
you called her on some of her shit, but not all of it. And you're acting like you're going to call him on all of his shit. I mean, you've got witnesses. Now is the time to throw out the things that he's hoping you don't say. Like he's intentionally cutting you off and you know he's cutting you off. So you don't say those words in front of the guards. So instead Friend. you stand up and agree to something. And then all of a sudden he's like trying to implant this collar on you. And you're like, and you're just what's like- happening? <laughs> You should have asked that before you stood up and agreed to it. Yeah. Yeah. She she frustrated. And it's not like the she could have really gotten away. And but I feel like sometimes it's important to struggle, even yeah, when you know you're gonna lose. Posted. Right, exactly. She could have verbally struggled. Yeah. Something. There were so Anything. many things she could have done in those moments. Not even if you oh, just you kept doing? talking and said, like, here's the truth to everybody around her. Right. Exactly. And even if they wouldn't have believed her in a moment, it would have sowed enough doubt. Well, and and I mean, just how can you look at yourself if you know that you didn't even try, right? If you were just like, oh, I don't like this, but I, I'll just stand here and get impaled. Years, so it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Also speaking of stupid things Alina does in this episode, Mal gets <laughs> shot with arrows. Alina's like, here, let me pull them out. So you'll bleed to death in the snow. <laughs> that bothered me like nobody's packing it in with ice she's not carterizing i'm like would you guys please just stop pulling out and opening wounds i i swear i could feel cat groaning about that from afar like i got to that point in the episode and i was like this bothers me but i know somewhere cat's going what are you doing Well, and like at first you think because she like breaks off the front so you're like okay she's just gonna break off the ends right and then yes. she pulls it out and you're pulls like it out the back <laughs> you don't know they're gonna heal them you just opened up a free bleed well, <laughs> okay so as a teenager i'm wondering if like do they get combat lessons do they get basic triage lessons at all because that's super useful think. if you're fighting. You know, it's important to know how right to fight. Basis. It's, it's important to know, yeah, you don't pull the thing out unless you have a way to, you know. I did in basic. Yeah. I well, did not complete is, basic and I got and I got uh, regular triage lessons. I mean, well, they, they were training them for hand-to-hand. You would expect that they would have done some kind of, because you're not always going to have your healer right there. And freaking the darkling knows that he lost his mortal healer love because there wasn't a healer right there it feels like they'd be like yes you know use the healers but you can't rely on the healers yeah. you also still have to know you know use the 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 wind mages but you know also know how to sail and just regular know how to start a fire you don't always have an inferno next to you right like it just yeah 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 Again, I think we're asking, we are asking too many questions. Yeah. <laughs> it's Lina's just not asking enough, and we're asking too many. There's yeah. a happy medium in there somewhere. Maybe. Right. So my my note after the, the, the sunlight globe, my next que- my question note is that we get to see Call Me Alexander's O-Face, which was highly uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. When he decapitates the stag. No, when he like pulls the magic out of her and she's got the Oh that yes. yes. Okay, yes. And he like literally leans like, back. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, well, you know, for somebody who's only felt the darkness, I mean it's just testing the waters on the other side, right? I don't I don't 
I mean, it's definitely control because he's encountered her magic before because yes. he's brought her he's to light in the past. It. Now yeah. he's controlling. Why can't she tap into his? That's what I don't understand. Because that's not how amplifiers work. Hand waviness. Yes, we don't ask the questions, remember? My next note is that Jenya looks good in red. Yeah. I think so. I think she looked good in red. I like my favorite part about that interaction between Jenya and Alina is that she was like, you know, I'm a soldier. And Alina's like, you're a pawn. And I'm like, well, that's what soldiers are. (laughs) Aren't they pawns? Like, I mean, like, you don't want to be cannon fodder, but like, as a, as a soldier, you don't get to know the grand plan. Like you do what you've been told to do. Like that's how command works. Wait, hold on. Alina, you were in the army. (laughs) Like, Shouldn't you? Speaking of basic training, forget the Grisha's treating her. Like you said, like she should, I mean, oh my God. So I don't know what kind of map maker army business, like they were taught, but like, I'm starting to really worry about this first army. Apparently that this is why they need the Grisha army because every freaking soldier doesn't want to be a pawn and they are going to light things on fire so they can get on the skiff in the first episode. And Alina was not a good soldier, but, or a good pawn. I just, I thought that was a weird line. It was, yeah. especially considering what was happening to her, like that she had just consented basically to having yeah. a thing welded in her. I'm like, um, really? Who's the pawn now, bitch? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so the tailor is the one who ends up like implanting it in her right like the fabricator no, the fabricator or the fabricator yeah um at least he had the good grace to look slightly guilty about it yeah he well, did yes, he did although he did david not. also just kind of always looks flappy and uncomfortable yes always so unless he's throwing the book yeah, yeah except when he threw the book threw the book at him yeah but like couldn't they have made it a little less i don't know it it looked like it was a haphazard type of install i think Jenya <laughs> was there to make it look more subtle and, and normal. then they got and then they argued and everybody decided well then f you right you, if be. you're not gonna willingly be our pawn in this we'll show that you know yeah because it just you know like and maybe that was part of the look that the that dress so was bitching. The team was going for was that it looked a little gruesome because it wasn't it's, healed. Okay, so really do you remember, gross. like, is it a gold dress? Is it a blue dress? That's how I felt about her new dress because it was green from the front and gold from the back. And right. so I had a moment of gold dress, blue dress. What is, which, it? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But not black. But it shouldn't, shouldn't it have been black? Well, like, wasn't black, that like, that's embroidery it had the, all the black scrolling yeah. in it somewhat similar to the to the antlers and somewhat similar to branches on a tree right like i'm wondering okay it'd be kind of badass if they did something with the pattern on the dress like if it moved when stuff happens that would be really cool that would yeah. be cool i just because they I made a big really deal happened, but it'd be awesome they made a big deal before about her like black was his color and stuff so mm-hmm. i was like oh she'll be all in black with like maybe some gold like you know things accessories that will like bring out the freaking antlery things but okay sure no i don't know i don't so, know what they're doing the antlers are very uncomfortable i'm sorry i know we've moved on obviously. to the dress but the antlers just look 
I, they made me cringe so much. And then when Jenya hugged her, I was like, you're going to get impaled. Uh, like it's going to sit yeah, just like right if you sleep wrong, if you move your head the wrong, like they're right there. So she obviously so wasn't wearing them. Well, that she obviously wasn't wearing them when they do the scene because where she came in and how she was moving, like that cloak was catching on them before. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden it was laying flush and then it was catching yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. So she I tried not to think too on. much of it. Yeah. Which I was is like, her coat is too flat. <laughs> because, like, you go to all the trouble to do this show, and, like, that's such a... A little thing. Like, a continuity costume thing that could have been easily... Fa- I mean, they I don't know. They could have just put in, like, little shoulder pads to make it... Seriously. Right? Coat. Yeah. But then, like, okay, so... Remember when she was on the skiff the first time and her scarf flew yes. away? I do. So, we talked about it. Was that, like, foreshadowing? Shadowing. Yeah. And... It would have, you know, it's something that would have covered her neck and chest, right? And so it was it foreshadowing that, like, now she was bare chested, like going through again. Ooh. Like, Ooh. you know what I mean? Like, now who's the English major now? <laughs> oh, it's uh, I mean, whatever. But because we had, because t- I was like, wait, like, because this time she got on and he like took the cloak and threw it on the ground. Yeah. So it was like both times it was something out of her control. Like both times it wasn't her choice necessarily to be going through the fold. Right? Well, and I mean, time, she, like, she, she kind of was her choice she, to go through the fold the first time. Yeah, she got on that freaking boat on purpose the first time. Because... She did, but it was because of Mal's actions, not yeah. well, right. Well, but she she can she connived to get on that on that point. Yes. but i yeah. i, I very do very much her choice i do see your thing i like i think that it, maybe it's more about symbolism of like that yeah. scarf was her past self that she's lost when she yes. went through and now she's returning <clears throat> and she's you know not covered again and like now she's the prop of something and chained right. chained to the chained. thing yes yeah which will so be- it was kind of like hey maybe so yeah i thought that was kind of interesting yeah but at least there's no uh lanterns on the skiff this time good they learned they learned well they don't need it now they've got the little freaking sun summoner um i i really think that we we missed something important in the last several episodes and that is that we should have made a every time mal gets injured take a shot drinking (laughs) game (laughs) so Sorry, that's on us. This would be a very different podcast. (laughs) Especially because we were not all watching it together or recording right after watching it necessarily. That's true. Well, if we do a live version for next week. That's what I was going to say. I mean, yeah, I have a little bit of alcohol in my house I could bring over. A little. Yeah, a little. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, and then I'm sad that there was no Nina because you know i'm sad but okay so i asked this last week i was like are, is like nina are they up in the cold and they're in the same cold area but no and then i was thinking about it there's two things one we don't okay hold on i gotta like put it all in we need a map we need a map yes we need a damn map so, okay because the stab in- was still in the snow right okay right okay okay but here it's established that the crows are in this place over here and they meet up with Arkin and Arkin's like, let's go pick up Nina. So they go over here to this inn. Oh, but Nina's not there. Okay, now we're going to go across the fold. Bloop, 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 bloop. Off they go across the fold. Okay, so Nina was supposed to be over here. She gets taken 
by the, the the guys she's on the boat now she's somewhere where it's cold North. and now all of these people North. have gone past the fold are turning around and they're coming back so i because that's where the stag was and over here so now they're coming back and i guess it makes sense that they're still over here somehow so like now because i at one point i was like if they all go across the fold then won't nina be on the wrong side how are these storylines ever going to connect but i guess she never went across the fold because she was like up in an ocean but tldr we really do need a map i'm very confused and then i realized that nina's whole thing she was supposed to be at that inn and then she wasn't there we heard from arkin that something had happened and she wasn't there but we don't know if like she wasn't there and it was like she was two days late oh she missed her rendezvous or like it had been six months you know like who knows what her timeline is up there wherever the hell she is i'm very curious to see well and they do so we need a map and a calendar yes <laughs> and a time machine Seriously. well if you think back to that first episode where alina is at the orphanage and she's looking at the tapestry oh. right that's the only map we see. Yeah, right? for half a and second. I didn't catch it the first time I watched it because I didn't know it was important. I thought it would come up again, right? Mm-hmm. Reasonably something put that early, they'll, they'll come back to it. But she does say, you know, why don't we just go around the fold? And then that's when the headmistress is like, you know, because if we go up there, they'll they'll kill us. You know, it's... So that whole northern section is where like the Fjordians are. Right. And they don't like outsiders. Right. Misha not. Right. And so, we know that because when Mal went up into their area, he got attacked. But that was like, And that was on. Bad. Yeah. That was on that side of the fold. That side of the fold. Which was the opposite side that Alina or that um the crows Alina started. Yeah. Right. So, but they're both north of the fold. So it encompasses the top. Right. both sides of the fold so, so like you said they were both in the snow but yes on opposite different, sides of the fold. different snow yeah yes. so then that got me thinking because i was like you know maybe they're going to connect or how are they going to connect and does it really matter and then i started thinking okay so jennifer and i read the book that this this is based on and for the most part they've been keeping the plot pretty similar to the plot that's in the book there's some extra stuff they've made some changes but the main plot beats are the same when it comes to alina Obviously, the crows were not in that book. They are in their own books there, but now they've been interjected. And I was like, it's really interesting that nothing that the crows have done on this show have affected Alina. Literally, the only overlap we had was she hitched a ride in their wagon and then walked away from them. That is that is it. And in the book, it's not a wagon, but she just walks, you know, so it doesn't change any aspect of her story at all that this whole crow thing is going on and unless in this last episode there's some kind of connection where what they do matters to what to alina or what alina does matters like i'm still so confused as to why we're we're mer- we're, we're forcing this merge do you because, know what i mean because if jasper didn't give the goat a bullet <laughs> i guess that's I, it's still not enough. No, it's really not. <laughs> Although you have to admit too, if it, this show was created without the crows at all, would you have kept watching? No, and no. I and and that's I mean, so I understand from a filmmaker, but from a story standpoint, because again, like in the book, 
Mal escapes differently. Like, but he yeah. does escape. So it doesn't matter that it's a goat. Like that's there for us. Like, oh, that's cute. And it's Milo, blah, blah, blah. But if it wasn't Milo, he would have escaped some other way. So like, it's just, I, and it, it's just, it's, it's bothering me because I feel like if you write a story, all of the components should matter. <laughs> you shouldn't have whole characters and character arcs that are like completely devoid of connection that are just there to be mindless entertainment. They're the best part, which makes it sucky that they're the best part, but it, it just, it feels like such a huge waste and disconnect that the, I, anyways, I guess my, 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 my point is I'm here somewhere that I really hope that they do something in the last episode to make it worthwhile that they both stories have been happening in one show. Well, Does I mean, mean, he made, call me Alexander made it a big point of saying, nobody's going to notice your chains. Okay, well, who do they have on the boat right now? A bunch of diplomats and three people who are con artists and thieves who make it a point to notice everything. Mm -hmm. And her not a boyfriend who is there to rescue her. So nobody's going to notice your chains. No, you've got at least four people who are more than going to notice her chains. And four people who really don't like you on your own. And they're really not going to like you when amplified with what you done with her yeah yeah i i I, I hope i hope that's my hope and but. yes could they have made better use of them absolutely could they have made better use of them within her plot 100 percent. i feel like that's the thing if you're gonna go to the trouble of merging these things it's okay to to start with the story from the book and then take a departure right that would have been I guess at this point I'm saying, cause I haven't seen the last episode yet. And I know we're going to have a whole episode where we just talk about comparing. Maybe, I don't know. I might be done with it by, by next, next week's episode, which might be the end, but whatever. My point is that like, I, I just, you could have gone a different way. You could have made it so that people who read the book were, were like pleasantly surprised by changes, but then maybe, maybe people who read the book would have been bitter. I don't know. Cause a lot of people do really like this book. So what the hell do I know? I don't know. I'm next week. I'm really hoping that something interesting happens. Um, is, no, we know, hope every I. week. <laughs> yes, I'm. I'm hoping that I'm. I'm kind of wondering if we're going to have an actual ending or if it's going to end on a cliffhanger because I know that they're going to make a season two, but I don't think that they had announced that when they ended this. So they I have don't. Not, I will tell you because when I rewatched episode seven today, it on Netflix said another season coming right and they I, had not posted that prior right and it was but. a cup it was like in june i think or early july we had already started doing this rewatch or yeah. first watch for some of us when they announced it so i know that that's coming but sometimes they end a show to in a way to make it so that the fans are like we have to have more and sometimes they just end it and then like they get a bonus so we'll see how that happens in this I, I won't tell you what they do I appreciate that. Um, we still need more Firefly. <laughs> uh, Seriously. Mm, well, we can disagree on that. Um, I'm I'm interested to see if Do the I need to like unfriend you right now. Okay, here's the thing. I'm sorry. I'm... Here's the thing. 
you had 15 episodes. They were tightly written. It made everybody want more. And then they had a follow-up movie that tied things up, that ended things that told an interesting story. And everybody gets to live on with this as like amazing, blah, blah, blah. And it's a martyr show because it never got a chance to fail. It never got a chance to get old and sipid and annoying. It never had a chance for them to do character assassination and ruin things. It never got a chance for us to ship bad characters and them to do bad things and for us to get sick of it. So because it never got a chance to fail and be bad it gets to live on as this amazing thing and we we can be like yes and we're no longer we never had to struggle with do we really want to give joss whedon more money and time and attention to make more of the stuff that he makes and it's problematic because it's over and done with so yes it was a good show and i'm greatly happy that i watched it but it's fine that it ended and people need to move on with their lives oh the end I'm with heather <laughs> oh there's some unfriending that has to happen thank you <laughs> Like, just because they wrapped it up nicely doesn't mean we can't want more. I think sometimes it's better to want more of something than to get disappointed by the more that you get. Did you kill off all of your ex-boyfriends? No. (laughs) (laughs) So, Kalia, would you have been happy if they ended Buffy after two seasons? I would have been happy if they'd ended Buffy after five. (laughs) Ah, see. (laughs) But they ended you liked the characters. But they, there's you seven more. seasons of Buffy, so well. it told a good story, and then it should, and then it ended. Like, I mean, I'm glad that the Good Place ended. It told a story, and then it ended, right? Like, there are sometimes it's okay that things end, and I no, no, okay. <laughs> the Simpsons okay, I will say should have Northern Exposure lasted about two seasons longer than it should have, so I get that. But there's also letting a season, you know, a yeah. show breathe and find an audience. So we shall mature. find out okay. next week yes. whether or not the four of us will have to take a poll mm-hmm. at the end of next week's episode as to whether or not we think the next season should be allowed or not. And whether or not, not we can that watch they listen it. to us. Right, but. obviously. I, yeah, I'm interested to see if at the end of the next week. Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah. I'm interested to see what, what they're going to do with the fold. I'm interested to see if they're actually going to end it the way the first book ended in this trilogy, because um, I'm, this isn't a spoiler, but I, I hated the way that the book ended. <laughs> and it had, it had a weird epilogue that was, okay, I mean, I'm not going to spoil it. And if you, those of you who've already heard this on the other podcast, the, 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 the book starts off the first chapter is like a prologue and it's like third person, whatever. And it's, it's very detached. And then we're like basically only in Alina's head, the whole rest of the book. And then the, miserable. and then the epilogue goes back to being like third person where like Alina and the other people are doing these things and it's very detached again. And it, it's just the, the writings and the tone is so different from in the prologue and the epilogue. It's like a, a framing device, but it is, it is bad and and what hap- what the characters are doing in that epilogue is really annoying so i'm we'll see we'll see la 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 and oh yeah i guess my other thing about next week is i'm really wondering what they're gonna do with nina they have to bring her back they have to have some nina in the next episode they can't just leave her out there in the in the snow no but... actually they can use it as an incentive for another season if you don't want people to just sleep it hanging like firefly 
No, I feel like there has to be some kind of Nina acknowledgement. Even if it's not a big scene, there would have to be some, because if she's not in the penultimate or penultimate, I can't say that word, the second to last episode and then not in the last episode, like audiences have, you know. It's it's a weird dropped yeah. line of plot. Yeah, so they'll have to reference it. She'll be in there at least a little bit, even if it's not a lot. So I'm looking forward to that. That's what so, I'm looking forward to. One last notation from me uh-huh. uh, so you know how we had the the graphic with alina with the lampshade yes yes we did <laughs> does does she now have to have like the lamp with the antlers oh, that you see in like all those really cheesy cabins oh yeah i'm thinking about cheesy oh, log God. cabins now with <laughs> wow okay that's a visual <laughs> he's like it just that's the imagery I got. I was like, if we put that hat back on her with the no, no, now she's the antler lamp. <laughs> I guess that's better than getting mounted on the fireplace, right? Okay, well, so- and now you know, Kerrigan can really you know turn her lights on. Ew, because you know, <laughs> I don't want to watch it. Go there. But we, we did. We went there in the lamp episode. Mm. So yeah. this is something I had. I had told. Jennifer through like Facebook message, they didn't have to kill that deer for those antlers. No. I, one, they fall off generally. And two, you could have cut off the so, antlers. So like the, the the death was completely unnecessary, except that if that animal was paired for her, killing it prevents her from using having the 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 stag give her its power give it amplification abilities him killing it or just anybody else just prevents it as a whole but they still did not need to kill that deer just to have right antlers and i think that i mean i think that that's intentional because she put that together like maybe i don't need to kill it like maybe i can just love it and pet its nose and it'll give me its power maybe it'll like maybe you it's know, a consenting thing yeah maybe it'll like knock its head against something and a little bit of, maybe it'll let me cut a bit of its antler i don't know like maybe maybe but we'll never know because you know kerrigan like turned this this holy thing into a petting zoo well she literally patted its nose and then glowed yeah. that is literally what happened but yes anyways um I think that the, the point though is that it, it he goes to violence first, right? And that's what that was part of what we saw in the flashback too. Is like he turns to violence. That's wild power. That's how it works for him. It's not about making connections or you know uh, interpersonal relationships, which is how Alina was like getting quote unquote power and friendship and you know whatever. It's he is all about the violence aspect and the fear, and so that's what he was going to do. He's going to kill this stag, even when it's unnecessary to do so. Um, because we're past this in, in the book, when they kill the stag, it's basically the same thing that happens. Um, and then there's this very graphic description of them cutting the antlers and the sound it was making. Oh, and it makes it, a sound. Yeah. Well, yeah. and in the book, it's, 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 it's told and it's like, they dwell on it for just a bit. And I think that, you know, Jennifer and I talked about it, how it's like this perversion of this natural state to have the sounds and this disgusting, like very, it just, it was gross. You know, the sound, it was like nauseous of them, you know, making these sounds of cut of a sawing on them and stuff. And it was just really graphic. So on the one hand, I'm kind of glad we didn't have to deal with that. But on the other hand, it was like actually very, 
it was important in the in the book that that happened and that it was a it was a perversion of something beautiful and holy and you know cutting it in half was definitely a perversion of something beautiful and holy but we didn't dwell on it really so yeah anyway weirdly she looks really good with the antlers oh no i still think she's going to get tons of scrapes and pokes in her cheek oh yeah no no no. but i mean like as far as matching bone structure and the dress really highlights that i'm not saying it's like a hot hot look but it actually looks (laughs) fairly good on as it's as opposed, a new fashion. Yeah, <laughs> as opposed to how I think it would look on a lot of other people, it actually worked with her bone structure too. So props to the makeup and prop department. Yes. I'm just like wondering, like, does she shred all of her pillows accidentally just because like if she rolls wrong? We don't you know, that, like, that actress just has a very pretty clavicle, that is for sure. Well, don't forget they did a lot of time traveling in there because like the several days turned into like an overnight thing. So maybe she doesn't have to sleep. They just time travel. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Maybe she just puts her fingers together and time freezes. <laughs> she just nods off in the carriage, you know. Yeah. Maybe somebody, maybe the um fabricators have made her little um like thimble things to stick on the ends you know little antler tops it just yeah. makes me think of the little old ladies who wear a shower cap over their curlers when they go to bed <laughs> <laughs> she just has like little things little caps she puts little, little caps for the antler tops yeah makes sense little shawl okay well thank you guys this was super fun and um yeah looking forward to next week we'll see listeners we're we're toying with the idea of watching it all together because we're all vaccinated and uh we can have our shot game live technically we all i mean we kind of live near each other so it could happen i'm not really sure the logistics of recording after the fact that might be just um more hassle so i don't know i'll have to i'll have to noodle a little bit but even if we don't watch it on the same couch maybe we all watch it um together anyways We'll figure out. There are computers, there's technology. We shall see what happens. But thank you guys so much. It was so much fun talking about this episode with you. And I'm so excited that we're heading into what is our title of just episode gonna ask. Oh yes. Okay. So not the NC. I don't know. Like what I is see the arrow point. <laughs> I see your antlers. Um I I still think that it that it should be like the return of Milo or um oh no, what is it? Um oh god. You know the thing where like the, the a god in the machine, Duix S Machina. It's like Duix X Machina. Deus X Milo. Oh. <laughs> that that's my vote. That one right right there. So. Well, you're the one who gets to label it. I guess uh, if you come up with something funnier, I'll 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 do it. But what's next? Uh, next week's title. Ah, uh, yes, next week is the mourners. I think or the the death people or something hold on i looked the mourners yeah the mourners yeah i saw it because, last week by accident yeah it was when kaz was telling Anish and jasper that there will be no mourners because none of them are going to die no funerals. no funerals no mourners and the next week is the mourners so someone's gonna die maybe <laughs> something will go away and thus people will be sad that is yes well, if they bring down the fold, everybody that was living within that strip was turned into the thingies. So that would release them. It doesn't mean they would release them back into life. So people would finally be able to mourn those who were in that area. Oh, 
That's true. Hmm. If that's his plan. I, I will tell you so you far. Uh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't have any good faith in it. No. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what's going to happen. Okay. Thank you guys. This was fun. And I will talk to you next week. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. 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 B